I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The World Cricket Show is proudly supported by Newbury Cricket Bats. Quality bat makers since 1919. Yeah, not, you don't have to say bats. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show, the world's favourite cricket show. I'm Adam Bayfield and this other fella is Tony Kerr. Hey. Tony, you look sick. You look sick as a dog. Got bloodshot eyes, kind of greenish tinge to your skin. You're absolutely drenched in sweat. I can only assume that you're still suffering from a debilitating case of World Cup fever. It's come on strong. Yeah, it's come on strong. Bed bound, bedridden. Uh, We're recording this at your bedside <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a candlelit bedside <laughs> visual with microphones in cold hand. compresses everywhere uh yeah we're, we're in the we're in the throes of it aren't we now we are knee deep in the world cup and i've got a bone to pick with you as well Ooh, that sounds worrying yeah because you sold me some duff tickets didn't you this is true scammer yes yeah, so i i i picked up some uh, some of your cast-offs some tickets to go and see with London correspondent Gordon McRae. Yeah, I went to see South Africa West Indies uh, in Southampton and we saw seven overs. <laughs> yeah, well, I gave you these tickets or I didn't give you anything. I'm no, not gonna, you charged. I'm not going to give you any kind of gift. I, I made you pay for these tickets that I had because I could, I could no longer attend due to the uh, impending birth of my firstborn. But yeah, as it turned out, it was a good idea to not go to that game because it was almost completely washed out. I, well, not quite, as you say, seven overs. I mean, you can't complain, can you? Seven overs entertainment. Uh, it's probably enough. Yeah. Getting to the bar. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you, you, you nailed it, didn't you? Because you picked up two sets of tickets for Friday and Monday. And yeah, seven overs bowled in total in those two games. So good for you. Yeah, it worked out pretty well that I didn't pay for flights from Guernsey over to the mainland for a sort of long weekend away. I'd have been really annoyed if I'd seen no cricket, but it's it's worked out pretty well because so few overs were bowled, um, only seven overs, as you say, between the two games, getting a refund for both matches. And you've already given me money for the second game, so I'm, I'm actually making Your money. Yeah, I'm making money on this. I mean, arguably, I could pass on that refund to you, but... Mm. Minus your cut. I did feel sorry for you, you know. Off you went on... Monday to cricket, cub reporter Tony Kirby packed you off with a lunchbox. <laughs> uh, you went off in your duffel coat to go up to Southampton and uh, report back from the game. But yeah, didn't really didn't work go, out as, as we might have imagined. I, you, you sent me some, um, you sent me some photos online as you mentioned. You were there with with London correspondent Gordon McRae, and you, you sent me a few photos of him uh, standing in various queues with umbrellas all around him, looking miffed. 
it was just very bleak. It was extremely bleak tone. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad started, I wasn't there. Yeah, it started really well because we, yeah, we were, I was in London anyway for the weekend. So yeah, I'd already committed to flight. So that was fine. So, and it started so well, we were going to, we thought, well, should we travel down on Monday morning? And then we thought, let's go down the night before, stay over. Uh, had a look at the, the hotel prices for uh, the hotel at the Hampshire Bowl. Uh, and pretty reasonable. So we end up staying there. So we had a nice little intimate dinner and then, uh, you know, twin beds pretty close together. Maybe what- this is uh, confessing my ignorance here, but I didn't know that there was a hotel actually at the cricket ground. What a great idea. It is great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we so we, we watched those seven hours from our from our balcony. Yeah, you uh, literally just open the door from your room and you're in the ground. Yeah. Because they use those rooms as well for the like boxes and whatnot. So uh, you've got a great view. And, you know, when there was a bit of drizzle, I was just jumped straight back into bed. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll come back to this later yeah. and we'll come back to your, your unsuccessful trip to the cricket. Uh, you told me you've got some observations. So we're very much looking forward to those. Also coming later on, a fantasy league update. But we need to start with the cricket because, yeah, we're now two weeks into the World Cup tone. Uh, so what are we getting close to about... Uh, a tenth of the way through, something like that. Absolutely rattling through this tournament now. Let's start by catching up with what's gone on over the past week. So when we last spoke last Wednesday, World Cup Wednesdays on the World Cricket Show, uh, and last Wednesday uh, we were recording as India were playing South Africa while they went on to win that game. So India beat South Africa. Later that day, New Zealand beat Bangladesh, despite a, a major wobble in their run chase in that game. Then Australia beat West Indies in a thrilling game. Then Sri Lanka-Pakistan was washed out. That was the first game I was meant to be going to. Then England beat Bangladesh and New Zealand beat Afghanistan on Saturday. Then India beat Australia. Then the games on both Monday and Tuesday, including the one you went to, Tane, West Indies, South Africa and Sri Lanka-Bangladesh were washed out. Uh, And it's Wednesday again, World Cup Wednesdays on the World Cricket Show. Pakistan are playing Australia right now. Australia are going well as we record this, but obviously by the time people are hearing this, that game will have finished. So we won't talk too much about that game, but we'll get into everything else that's been going on over the last week. Although perhaps we could start with the rain. So this uh, has maybe derailed the momentum of the tournament a little bit, Tony. I don't know what you think. I mean, a, a tournament that I will say I was enjoying perhaps more than I was expecting to, um, which is something else we'll, we'll come we'll come back to later, my, my expectations and how they've been subverted a little bit which is very much uh, the trend these days isn't it but then yeah these last couple of days Monday and Tuesday virtually no play at all we've now had three washouts um so far which is actually already a record for a world cup and you you wonder if that they're if they're going to be the last washouts this tournament what do you think Tane? Have, have all these downpours put a bit of a dampener on things or I don't know what how are you feeling at, about this tournament at the end of week two uh well yeah I think you're right it's been pretty unfortunate, hasn't it? And it has sucked sucked a bit of the momentum out, which, of course, momentum being the most crucial uh, you know, metric in cricket. Uh, so it'd be disappointing for everyone involved. Uh, but it's just, I mean, it's just unfortunate. You know, we, we don't usually get these kind of batches of days where there's like heavy rain as we've had. You know, Junes have been pretty good in, in recent times. So there's not really much you can do about it. That said, the tour- for me, the tournament is you know, plenty long enough that they could and should have built in. I, I mean, I don't know how you sort of build in reserve days for for all the games. I don't know if it's possible, uh, given there are so many. But yeah, it, it's, it's kind of tough to see why those games can't be rescheduled for later on. Because yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, the, be- the beauty 
if there is a beauty to the format that we, we said is that everyone plays everyone. So, you know, the teams, the, the four teams that are going to get into that kind of, you know, that, that shootout at the end uh, will be the best teams. But, you know, unfortunately at this point, we don't know that they will be because not everyone will get a chance to actually play everyone. Well, the, the weather forecast is not looking particularly great for the weekend either. So there's a real danger that India, Pakistan might be washed out. And, you know, if that happens, it's going to be a, a, a pretty big deal. And, yeah, as you say, if it starts to get to the point where sort of big matches between the big teams are washed out, the, the league table is not necessarily going to reflect what it should be reflecting. I mean, I mean, on, on the one hand, I agree with you. It is like, it's just unfortunate. And I, I've been slightly surprised by uh, the the level of anger that, you, that you're seeing on social media from a lot of fans who are apoplectically angry with the ICC for staging this tournament in England. It's like, oh, well done, ICC. Great choice of venue, great choice of swimming pools to put this World Cup on. It's like, well, it rains. I mean, is this just a, maybe this is just because we have grown up in and live in the UK where it does rain all the time, every month of the year. We know it rains, we expect rain, and you're just much more philosophical about it than perhaps if you come from some other parts of the world where cricket is very popular, where it either doesn't rain very much at all, or when it does rain, it's, you know, you can, there's sort of certain periods of the year where it rains and you know to avoid those, or at least you should avoid those if you're trying to um, stage a cricket tournament. But yeah, like for me, I just it's just like, well, it, it rains sometimes. What can you do about it? But I suppose, as you say, one thing they could do about it is maybe have reserve days. So that, that game in Bristol that was washed out that I was meant to be going to, um, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, I think it was actually a lovely weekend in Bristol after that. So it is frustrating that the game is washed out, the points are shared, and then the next day they could have played the game. Now, as you say, the tournament surely is long enough that there's no issue with that. Pakistan and Sri Lanka had a few days off after that. I'm sure they would have wanted to, they would have leapt at the opportunity to play if there had been a reserve day. But the ICC have released a statement in response to this kind of backlash in which they basically said it's completely unreasonable to expect them to to schedule reserve days because, and this, I think this is a, a valid point and it's something that it's it's very easy to not think about. It's not simply a case of the two teams rocking oh, no, exactly. up and playing a game of cricket. Like there's so many people, I think they said in that statement, it's around 1,200 people who work at these venues for one match. So everyone from the cameramen and the you know production people for the TV to the security guards to the people working at the concessions. Like it's a very difficult thing to just say, all right, it's been washed out. Can you all come back tomorrow and we'll do this again? And that is a very reasonable point. I think, I think that's it, in their statement is also jumbled in with some slightly less reasonable ones, which was they were like, oh, most importantly, it's not fair to fans to ask them to come back the next day. It's like, what? I, yeah, I don't yeah, see that. how. That's ridiculous. But I'm just thinking out loud here, Tone, but would it be possible to have, say, slated in like a three or four day break at some point in the tournament as reserve days that could be used for what, for any games that have been washed out? So for example, that Pakistan-Sri Lanka game, you wouldn't play it the next day but you know that in two weeks' time, we've got these kind of spare days and that would give you time to organise for them to replay that fixture. Well, exactly. You could schedule, tentatively schedule matches for those days, you know, in the, in the knowledge, can you? Yeah, I think that's a good point. And yeah, it's it's not possible to have, as you say, what, what have we got? 48 group games? Is it? Uh, 45, I think. 45 yeah. group games. Uh, yeah, you couldn't have those people, uh, all those, uh, yeah, as you say, anyone working there be like scheduled on just in case for 48 reserve days mm. but yeah no i think that's a 
a good solution. You should be on the board. <laughs> well, I've said this for a long time. Uh, I've written to them. <laughs> I've tweeted at them. I actually turned up at the offices and they asked me to leave. Another thing that they really ought to do, not that it would have helped in any of the washouts so far, they ought to be much more proactive about shortening matches when there is rain forecast. So yeah, as I say, as it's turned out, in the three games that have been washed out so far, there's only been seven overs played in total. But this is something that does happen where we know that 20 overs is the minimum to constitute a game in 50 over cricket. So like 20 overs aside. So you've got to get 40 overs in if you're going to get a game. Now, if you have a situation where it's dry at the start of the day, so at the 10.30 start, it's dry, you're going to get, you know, you get, say, a, a two or three hours of play, but then there's re- like a deluge of rain forecast for the afternoon. Cricket needs to be much more proactive about saying, let's play a 40-over game, like a 20-overs side game, get these 40-overs in. There is absolutely no point in the team batting first, batting 40-overs, and then the rain comes down and it's washed out. But that is what happens at the moment. And as, I said, as I've said before, weather forecasts these days are pretty accurate you know, long range is a different matter, but on the day, they've got the radar. They know when the rain's going to arrive. Well, that's it. And everyone in the stands is looking at their phone, looking at the radar, looking, you know, knowing that it's going to start drizzling in like three minutes exactly. Yeah. All this kind of stuff. And, and you know as well, when you're there as a, as a spectator, you know it's going to take 40 minutes to get the covers off and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, as you say, just like coming off and on is just is not feasible, really. Uh, unless you know that it's just one shower that's that's brushing through. And, mm. Yeah. Again, I agree. Yeah. Well, I'm making a lot of very good points here, aren't I? But yeah, then what what happens is the first team bats forty overs, and then and then the ICC go, oh, it's raining, and that's the end. I mean, this is probably a, an unfair criticism because that hasn't actually happened yet, but it may well do. And given how you know how much bad publicity they've got because of rain so far, it's maybe a step that they could look at taking at this point. In terms of the actual cricket, I would say, I, I don't know what you think, but I would say India have probably been the most impressive side so far. Um, in, England have been brilliant in two games, but obviously lost to Pakistan. But India have only played two fixtures compared to now four for some of the other teams. But um, in both of the, the games they played, they, they won handsomely against South Africa and Australia. Very good knock from Shikhar Dhawan against Australia, although he might now be out of the tournament potentially with an injury. I think he is out. Is he out? It was a weird chase from the Aussies in that game. Um, they were going after a big total, weren't they? It was about 350-odd. But they just didn't really seem to get going. Warner didn't seem to get going, but he has now turned up today and hit hundreds. I, I, I was sort of starting to wonder about his form, but he's obviously played well today. The Indian wrist spinners, Tony, look like they're going to be, you know, look like they're going to play a, a, a pretty significant role in this tournament. Kuldeep Yadav and Yuzvendra Chahal have been taking wickets and been very economical in the first two games, sort of totally strangled um, both South Africa and Australia. And then when, when you've got Bumrah and Bhuvneshwar Kumar as well, delivering this sort of pace and accuracy, I mean, there's just no let up from that Indian attack really is there. And this is a point we've made many times, but that is the difference between, or that's what's new about this India team in all formats compared to the India team of 5, 10, 15 years ago. The bowling attack is one of the very, very best in the world. Uh, and that didn't always used to be the case. They always had a phenomenally good batting lineup. But now, you know, there's a strong case that India have got the best bowling attack in the competition. And that that makes for a pretty frightening proposition. Yeah. Although I think, yeah, the the, the loss of uh, Shikha Dewan is, that, that could be 
relatively decisive potentially i don't know mm. decisive is a big word uh well yeah i don't know you know go, when you get into that that deep stage of the tournament you know, india are going to make the semi-finals uh but but on that day when they come when it comes down to a shootout of runs uh yeah we'll see well it, it puts m- even more pressure on cody doesn't it or not that he's necessarily going to mind that pressure but what i mean is it, it adds even more to the feeling that if you get cody out early you really have got a chance. But then that being said, Rohit Sharma is, you know, one of the best batsmen in the world and in great form. And to replace Dawan, they've called up Rishabh Pant, who a lot of people would say should have been in the team in the first place. So, you know, it's still a pretty good batting lineup. But yeah, you're right. Dawan is a big loss. I mean, turning to England, they returned to form, as I say, against Bangladesh on Saturday with a, a, a good win, scored the highest total of the competition so far, 380 odd. Um, and that, yeah, it was a, it was an excellent sort of bouncing back, wasn't it, against a, a team in Bangladesh that they they might have been a bit nervous about a potential banana skin to use the football parlance. Cracking innings from Jason Roy, 150, the first 150 of the World Cup. You picked him to be the man of the tournament, Tane. Do you remember doing that? Yeah. And are you feeling pleased with yourself at this point? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it was a particularly outlandish pick, was it? Could have gone elsewhere, but for England, you know, that's uh, that is going to be a real settler. Uh, the win over Bangladesh. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and the way they did it as well, uh, you know, who knows, they'll, they'll probably, you know, there's a good chance they'll score bigger totals in the tournament, but that, yeah, that that's a total that's going to, would have put any team under pressure and, and for Roy and Bairstow to get off to a good start uh, together and then for Roy to go on, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's exactly what England needed. Butler coming in later on, he does look in very good form, doesn't he, as long as, as long as that injury clears up. And then in the bowling as well, I mean, Bangladesh did pretty well with the bat and Shakib scored a, an excellent 100, but, you know, England always had it under control. And there, I mean, there's still a few concerns in that bowling attack, I would say. that As I mentioned last time, if you want to get Plunkett in the side, which I think is important, does that mean, well, as seems to be the case now, does that mean you have to leave out one of the spinners? But actually having two spinners has been really crucial to England over the last four years. But it is, it's an exciting... Attack. It's an exciting attack to watch. There's some serious pace in there with both Archer and Wood, who are sort of competing with each other at the moment to be the, the fastest bowler in the tournament. The one thing I would say is that England really do need Adil Rashid to find some form. He just seems to be struggling a little bit at the moment. And for all the brilliance of England's batting over the last four years, arguably Rashid has been one of the most vital pieces in, in that jigsaw. Uh, he's been the leading wicket-taker in the world since the last World Cup and just, yeah, that, that wicket-taking ability, yeah, making those key breakthroughs in the middle overs, like it, it's very, very important. And if, you know, if they can get him going as well, then then everything seems to be in place. Yeah, and I think, we, we've said it before, but just the length of this tournament, it could well be that Rashid, you know, is having a slow start, but but comes good at, at the right time. Uh you know, have to have to bowling a lot of overs. So uh, there's time. Yeah, yeah. again, I, yeah, again, I'm not not too concerned about that. I think, yeah, England have bounced back well from that that loss, and you know, and, and sort of moving in the right direction. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't have too many concerns at the moment. Mm. A couple of things I enjoyed from that England Bangladesh match, just little things. Sarah Ganguly on commentary, <laughs> constantly calling him Joffrey Archer. <laughs> Quite a few commentators are doing that. It's an easy mistake to make, to be fair. It's an easy slip yeah, to if make. You, if you've had your head in uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thrones for the last few months. Um, but yeah, that, that makes me laugh every time. And then and the other thing was uh, NASA 
on commentary, there's just a brilliant moment where someone hit a six. I think a Bangladesh player hit a six uh, and it was dropped in the crowd. Pretty, pretty awful drop. You know, it's an absolute sitter. You put it down. But it was just the way Nasser went. The catching in the crowd has been awful today. It really has. <laughs> he just sounded so like angry about it. It's really been abysmal. Just tickled me. It's really harsh. Because like catching in the crowd, I mean, that's much, much harder than catching on the outfield. <laughs> yeah. It's a really hard thing. Well, not least because you're not an international standard cricketer. And you're a long way from where the ball started. Mm. There's a lot going on around you. You're probably several pints deep. <laughs> you're getting soaked by snake bite as yeah. people are people trying are to leaning jump out over, the way. Yeah, exactly. Or, <laughs> or like trying to lean over you. You've got, yeah, like a 10-year-old could come flying over your shoulder at any moment. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's as challenging a, yeah. uh, an environment you, to try and catch you, a ball in as there is, I think. You've got to keep a cool head. Well, well NASA expects a lot. Well, yeah. Catching in the crowd has been awful today. It <laughs> really has. Um, Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of the crowds, speaking of catching in the crowd, there have been some really great crowds in, haven't there? Um, that is one thing to say about this World Cup. I mean, there's a few questions about, like, supposedly all the games are sold out, but it doesn't seem that way from the TV. So there's maybe questions about, you know, corporate seats and whether those corporate tickets and whether they've, they've all been uh, filled. Um, but yeah, especially for any game involving an Asian side, like India's game against Australia yeah, on Sunday. Uh, nuts. A brilliant atmosphere. And that is one of the advantages of staging a tournament in England. One of the big disadvantages is the weather, but one of the big advantages is that, you know, obviously it being such a multicultural country and big um, populations of people from all over the world, but um, particularly from subcontinent countries, you're guaranteed a good crowd everywhere, aren't you? And that that's that's adding, you know, that is definitely creating an atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, you, you look at the weather forecasters, I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as these last few days. There could be, there, there will be some interruptions yeah i think there'll be a bit of duck with lewis around over the next mm. over the next week or so which which you know which does make things interesting at times something that's been causing controversy is the zing bales several times at least four times maybe five times in the tournament the ball has hit the stumps so essentially the batsman has been bowled but the bales haven't come off now this does happen very occasionally doesn't it in in any game of cricket but it's happened pretty regularly and and, so- and like the yeah, the ball's thundered into them a couple of times. And you can understand it when it hits the very base of the stumps. Like that is the few times I've seen it in the past. That's usually what happens is the ball sort of clips the base of the stumps because just sort of from a physics point of view, you can understand how that happens. But there's been at least one occasion where it's clipped the top of the stump and the bail hasn't come off. And that seems really strange. So that for this tournament, we've got these zing bales that light up um, to indicate that they've you know that they've come out of the groove and that that the player has been bowled or run out or whatever yeah there's there's some suggestion that because they've got these led lights in them that they're heavier and that's why this is happening i mean what do you think should they should they get rid of the zing bales at this point or (laughs) does it add anything what do you think it sounds like something you get served at kfc zing bales uh well no i'll tell you what it sounds like uh that burger place in budapest that you were obsessed with zing burger you sent me your uh, sent sent me a screenshot of your bank statement from our weekend in Budapest that was just Zingberger, 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 Zingberger. Yeah, Zingberger. I think I did four nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
all, all between the hours of two and four as well. <laughs> <laughs> and often with two transactions, so yeah. I've, I've gone back up well, didn't to like get you, something else. To be fair, it didn't look like you spent money on anything else. <laughs> it, was, it was literally just Singback. So. Yeah, uh, and I can recommend it. <laughs> I think we all agreed that they're, they're very good. So keep up the good work, Zing. <laughs> the World Cricket Show is brought to you by Zingburger. Oh yeah, oh, God, I could do with one of those now. Uh, do you know what? I, yeah, you just I, had an enormous plate of chicken and chips when I came. Cushions, cushions. I don't think the zing bales really like in, in the grand scheme of things. Do we really need them? Do they bring much to the to the proceedings? Not really. So I, I'd say on the balance of like they of, of the disruption caused, nip it in the bud, mm. get rid of them, bin them, bin the bales, bin the bales. But. Uh, well, well, there was a wicket. Uh, who got out? Maxwell. Maxwell got out before, and the bales did go flying. So, well, it's possible. We'll it, it, it can yeah. happen. It can happen. Um, Joffrey Archer, uh, <laughs> clean bowls. Uh, was it Sarka in the Bangladesh game? And amazingly, not only did the bales come off, but the ball flew over the rope for you know, quote unquote, a six, which I've never seen happen before. I mean, again, thinking out loud here, Tone. Stop me if I'm being an idiot. Do you need bales in cricket? Just just if the ball hits the stumps, is that enough? So what are you going to have, like, if it's literally, like, snicks the stumps, you have snicko? Yeah, why not? No. No, no not, for not for me. Come on, mate. <laughs> no, I think you do need, I think bells are an integral part of the whole thing. Certainly, it's the it's an iconic look, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. the stumps with the bales on. Stumps without bales is just something, you know, you stick those in in the beach, whatever. It's just not quite yeah, right. Yeah, budget. No, I'd, I'd, I'd say keep the bells. All right, fair yeah, enough. Decided. Fair Carried. enough. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, despite these couple of negative points I mentioned, Tane, the, the, the zing bales and, and the rain, I have been enjoying it all so far. I mean, as I say, I think the rain has punctured things a little bit. Oh, obviously, having two washouts in a row uh, has, has, yeah, dampened the mood somewhat. But until those those last couple of games, I think it has been mostly good fun. This tournament, there's been a couple of, well, there's been some really, there's been some close games and a couple of really close games. Some very exciting games. West Indies Australia was really exciting. England Pakistan we mentioned last time was really exciting. Lots of exciting moments. As you know, on our preview show, I made a few slightly cynical noises about this tournament, mainly around it being way too long, way too many matches way too many matches in the group stage so yeah 45 matches before we get a knockout game bit cynical about the length of the tournament and the format 
which I think is pretty terrible. And also, obviously, the fact that there's no associates here either. Now, someone wrote in to us to say that we were being a bit too negative. They said we, but uh, they said you, plural, I think, but may have just been me being a bit too negative. So I'm very happy to admit that I've enjoyed the World Cup so far. I've enjoyed it more than I thought. Well, the thing about you is that you like cricket. So when it's actually on, it does tend to, you know, you do get a bit into it. So this is true. uh, No, I don't think we were, I don't think we're unfair because I think those are the things that you need to, like, we're not, we're always going to get excited when the cricket starts. But I I do think it warrants, it did warrant mentioning those things ahead of of the uh, tournament start. Yeah, and, and as I said on the preview, I think it would have been disingenuous not to. So, yeah, I think like I'm very happy to say that the misgivings that I had have so far not kind of materialised into anything more than that. Um, I don't think the format has so far felt like I haven't so far felt bored of the tournament because we haven't really got into those dead rubbers and stuff that I'm sure will happen later on. So, yeah, it hasn't caused a problem yet, but it still may well do at some point and yeah there, there's still five more weeks to go which which feels like a lot so yeah we'll reserve judgment on all of it till the end of the tournament but the, this person said oh you stop being so negative you need to sort of get behind the game like support the game but the point i was going to make is just that I, it's because i love the game that i make those points because you know i, I think i can speak for you as well like we we want what's best for the game like we want a we want a better World Cup than this. I mean, I'm enjoying it, but we want a better format than this precisely because it's such a good game that it deserves it. And yeah, so while I understand that maybe, yeah, I suppose if you tune into Cricket Podcast, particularly for the first time, and, uh, you know, the, the presenters are just kind of just being sort of negative about the World Cup, that it's, you know, that's not necessarily what you want to hear. But equally, like, we're not here to be cheerleaders for the ICC or anything. And, you know, it, it it's it is my opinion that the World Cup could be much better than this, and it's because I love cricket that I think that. I mean, is it perhaps optimistic to think that anything we say here is going to be picked up at ICC level, or am I underselling our impact? Uh, but yeah, I think that might be optimistic. No, I don't know. Who knows? You know, you never know who's listening. I think it has been. There have been some some great stuff so far. You know, we've said it though, like this sort of short, there's a shortage of event matches and there will be until for a while, until the end possibly because, well, India, Pakistan, you know, everyone's going to be glued to that and, and, you know, that's going to capture the spirit, you know, England, Australia, India, Australia. But because, yeah, again, there is still a sense that there's not a huge amount riding necessarily yet. I mean, yeah, obviously South Africa need to win now or need to start winning soon. Uh but yeah, I don't know. It's there's, not- there's still, I know we're two weeks in now, but there's still a little bit of a novelty. But I, I just wonder whether in a week's time or 10 days' time, whether that will have started to wear off. There'll be more dead rubbers. It, it, it may yet start to feel very long and not very well structured. But I hope not. I mean, I would be really happy to be proved wrong on this because I say I want the World Cup to be great. Um, but it's not the way I would have designed it, that's for sure. Let's circle back then, Tone, back where we started to your experience in Southampton in the washed out game. Now, you told me you had some observations. What are these observations of yours? <laughs> no, well, you know, that was the first time I've been in England since the start of the tournament. First time you've been in England? Yeah, first time, first time uh, away, from, away from my own bed. <laughs> from home? Uh, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, you, you don't know kind of what to expect. Obviously, uh, I was in London over the course of the weekend. Uh, went down to Southampton on on Sunday night, so saw the game. But you know, sort of popped into the New Balance store on Oxford Street, the New, New Balance's flagship store. New Balance being the official kit supplier of England, mm. the host nation of the Cricket World Cup. I mean, largely because I, I've, I ordered a, one of the shirts, the long sleeve shirts, and they sent from somewhere online, and they sent me the wrong one. The New England kit. Yeah, so I wanted to see if they had it, had the the long sleeve England <laughs> World Cup shirt. Uh, but yeah, no, absolutely no mention of the the World Cup cricket of England cricket on the outside. You know, in the windows, no display, nothing on the in, you know nothing on the ground level at all to to know that. New Balance was supplying, you know, England. And then you go down to the basement, there's like a whole wall of Liverpool stuff. And just a, a small corner at the bottom of the stairs with a, you know, a, a, you know, a few of the England cricket range. But I, I just found that really odd. Not that it's all about, you know, commercially exploiting, you know, the commercial <laughs> exploitation of the tournament. But you'd think that the ECB or England cricket would have, you know, leaned on New Balance or, or even, you know, I mean, I guess the, the worrying thing is that probably speaks to the, to the demand doesn't it but uh yeah it was pretty i thought that was a bit odd well is this one of the other problems with staging a tournament in england which is that for all that cricket is you know has a a level of popularity in england which clearly it does it's just not it's never going to compete with football so for new balance you know given that there was the champions league final and liverpool just won it a couple of weeks ago it's a no-brainer which you make more of you know which you make more of a meal of in your store at the moment yeah i think so but but i you know i'm not in the i'm not in these discussions i'm not in the you know in, in, the, not in the room i'm not in the room <laughs> but you would think that maybe you should be you know like like new balance aren't uh, you know hugely you know they've made uh, you know they've made a lot of moves haven't they in the last few years to to get into kind of team sport in england uh and yeah and they said like yeah do a couple of football teams but you would think it would be a, a bit of a source of pride to to be the supplier to a national team at a time of a World Cup. And you think the they, you know the ECB would be like, well, let's work together to. Mm. I don't know. Uh, that just seemed seemed a bit no, odd I, to I me. I agree. And, it's curious. Yeah. And actually, uh, you know, I tweeted as such, uh, and Tom uh, replied to me saying uh, that he'd popped into Sports Direct in Southampton. Uh, and he said, you know, massive two-story store in a city hosting several World Cup matches, tiny cricket section, no England cricket World Cup shirts available, no England merch of any description. Actually, and uh, okay, sports directors is another beast entirely, isn't it? But and you are on the board there. Just, <laughs> yeah, no, I am on the board as a disclaimer. Uh, but so that's disappointing. And actually, you know, when we, me and Gordon got to, uh, you got the train down, got a taxi from the train station. Southampton Airport Parkway, or was it Southampton Central? Yeah. To uh, the ground on Sunday night, uh, taxi driver not only didn't know that there was uh, a game happening, that South, uh, South Africa West Indies was happening the day after, but he had no idea there was a World Cup on. Right. Which, uh, and again, someone replied, well, maybe not. I, I tweeted this as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone, you know, someone, <laughs> people, people said, uh, you know, well, it's just becoming us. Eventually it'll just be us reading our yeah, Twitter feeds. Read our own tweets. Yeah, go on. Is there any way I can remember what's happened in my life? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, maybe he's not a sports fan, but you think of all the people who would know what was happening in their home patch, their hometown, it'd be a taxi driver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, either 
someone's not doing a very good job of marketing this thing or no one cares about cricket anymore and so which is a bit worrying well it's kind of is it a bit of both it is yeah um you know the, the marketing could be much much better but also i mean this is just a much bigger discussion that we don't have time to get into all the ins and outs now but it does ultimately surely it ultimately comes back to the fact that cricket is not on free to air in this country and i know people have very strong feelings about this and there are good arguments on both sides but i do in the end come down on thinking that well it's not a surprise that nobody knows or cares that the world cup's on when you know the majority of people can't watch it and you made the point last time but the the women's football world cup yeah you said will get far more viewers than the cricket world cup has and and that has been borne out i think the sky viewing figures are averaging around 500,000 uh for each game which is not necessarily disastrously bad for sky sports but is not that many people really um compared to yeah was it 6 million plus for England, Scotland in the Women's World Cup. Yeah, Sanjay Mandraker, I think, tweeted something about the fact that he was in his... He, when he first arrived in England, he was turned on the TV to watch the cricket and in his hotel, he can't watch... The, they've 70, 80 channels and none of them are showing the cricket, which I can imagine if you're coming from India is just bizarre. It just is a problem, isn't it? And yeah, there's good, very good things have come out of Sky, not least the quality of the coverage and the, the money that they're able to put into various things around cricket. But it just is diminishing you know, interest and and uh, sort of popular stake in cricket around the country. And that's that's the problem. Uh, sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm warbling on here, but I saw somebody say as well, like tweet a picture of um, of that Ben Stokes catch and the crowd behind him going up to see mental and saying, oh, people say there's no, you know, people say that people don't care about cricket in this country. And like, like, obviously that's an exaggeration, but like the people in the picture are all like a certain demographic and, Arguably, that's what yeah, ECB are trying to do with a hundred, isn't well, it? But, well, no, and that, and yeah, you know, that, yeah, that's a that's a sort of nonsense point, isn't it? Because like you could go to a niche music event and people would be going mental at it. it doesn't mean there's yeah, any yeah. Uh, kind of perception, what yeah, more widely in society that anything's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, of course, like you can find thirty people to be in the background of something spectacular and and then be enjoying it. I don't, yeah. I mean, yeah, your point about Sky Sports, I think I, I read someone was saying that even like, you know, like the Australian team, they've all been given Sky uh, Go membership for the month so they can watch it because they know yeah. they couldn't find it, as you say, in the hotel. So it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Well, but, it's, it's a very tough one. I mean, maybe the solution is to try and to try and work with Sky to get some of it on free to air. So to, you know, they could have packaged this World Cup in a way that, you know, a handful of matches are on free to air or that Sky put some of the England games or some games on YouTube as well, like BT do with the um, Champions League and Europa League finals, just to give some something for people. But then as, you know, people will also point out that free to air channels don't necessarily want it. BBC One is not necessarily going to show cricket all day on a Saturday, are they? Yeah, because this is a, a much bigger discussion. Maybe we'll save it for after the, the World Cup. Uh, cricket's exact place in the English sporting landscape or British sporting landscape. You know, it's, it's still, it's going to be, you know, if England win a cricket match, it's going to be arguably the top sports story. on the. T- it's going to be on the 10 o'clock news. Uh, uh, there are a lot of people who think it is very important, but mm. yeah, kind of, it's like, how do you get that? You know, I don't know how successfully the message has been got out. And I, I, I do, you know, we, we talked about it before the tournament. There were so many things that kind of, like came so late before it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe instead of like announcing a ticket registration thing and diverting all that attention to the hundred before the start of the tournament, the ECB should have been 
like marketing the, the thing properly. Oh, I agree. I mean, for, that, for a lot long, like, you know, a lot further in advance. That hundred launch was ridiculous for many reasons, but that among them for sure. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to overstate things. It is easy to overstate the decline um, in popularity of cricket. And yeah, as you say, it's it's on the new. Look, clearly, people do care and are interested in cricket. There's no doubt about that. But it's not as popular as it used to be when we were kids and first getting into it. And I think you can tie that you can track that with the fact that it's been behind a paywall since 2005 i'm sorry your trip to southampton was such a bust tone yeah cheers mate <laughs> did you enjoy hanging out with with gordon at least <laughs> yeah it was good yeah we had a good time i asked him that question i asked him oh, did you at least have a good Go time on. hanging out with saney and he replied uh yes but it was a bit weird he keeps calling everyone dude <laughs> i feel like i don't know him anymore I don't think I called everyone dude. I think I just chucked a couple out here and there. You've been watching The Simpsons again, <laughs> haven't you? I keep telling you, you're not allowed to watch that programme. Bart Simpson's a bad influence on you. What's the latest on the Fantasy League, Tone? The World Cricket Show Fantasy League. This is on the... Is it, yeah, the official ICC game? ICC Dream 11? Well, I'll just bring you a live update. Australia have been... Australia have been bowled out. Oh, yeah. For how many? 307. So it could be game on. Yeah, good game, that. Game very much on. Uh, Arguably should be watching it instead of prattling on like this. So the Fantasy League update is I'm still ahead of you. uh, And that's all you need to know, really. (laughs) That's that's all the detail you need. Uh, Now, I'm currently eighth out of 55. I'm clawing it back a bit. uh, He's scrolling down. I've got to get quite a long way. You're 22nd. Some about... 400 points behind me, 350 points behind me. At least I'm top half now. Um, top I should half. say this is, this is our uh, mini league, world cricket show, mini league. Who is, to- it's difficult. Normally we like read out the top five, but it's difficult because this website being quite weird, you can't really see who, you can't see names and the team names are confusing. But I can tell you that in first place is Bengal Raid. <laughs> Uh, with a massive 2,141.5 points. He's a long way ahead of, in second place, Ankhesino, and then Stuart 96 OP. And yeah, down in eighth, Tony C- Tony Kivi2QR. But I'm, cu- I'm coming back. I'm, I'm hot on your heels now, Tony. Do you know what's kind of scuppered me a few times is these chips you've got to play? Yeah, the free hits. Yeah, so you need... So they've basically cocked... Well, they've improved on fantasy cricket in some ways and then have cocked up a few things I think but, but yeah each round is where it lasts about five or six matches you don't make changes in you know within a round but between rounds you do but also you have to play th- you have three chips to play to boost your captain or mm. run you know um, yeah four bonus whatever uh, so I've just forgotten to do that a couple of times me too yeah yeah. so I've left I've left a lot of points on the table what are you looking forward to over the next few days England are back in action on Friday against the West Indies. It'll be interesting as well. We've got tomorrow, India, New Zealand. New Zealand, obviously, top of the standings at the moment. Three from three, although they've played Sri Lanka, Afghanistan and Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Mm. Uh, so that'll be, you know, that's going to be a bit of a, a barometer. Real test yeah. for them, yeah. Litmus test. Uh, as you say, England, West Indies, uh, it's going to be good. And then Sunday, India, Pakistan, mm. you know, predictably raucous. Uh, and then closer to home... On Saturday, it's the start of the ICC Cricket World Cup. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, the uh, the T20 World Cup Europe final. 
which is uh, the sort of, yeah, the European qualifier for the global qualifier for the initial qualifier <laughs> for the world t20 yeah. in australia in 2020 uh so yeah that's going to be cracking so we've got uh if you don't know we're in guernsey here we're from guernsey uh, but jersey are coming across uh from just over the water and then we've got denmark <laughs> i i i'm totally impartial these days <laughs> yeah true denmark germany <laughs> italy and norway the other four teams mm. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be cracking. I'll, I'll bring you a, a bit of reportage from that over the course of the next week. Yeah, you're going to file a report from, yeah. from that. Uh, Look forward to that. You, I think you've mentioned this on here before, but Germany have brought in a few ringers, haven't they, including Oli Rayner? Yeah, so there are some uh, some players uh, kind of brought into some of these squads recently and for the tournament. So, as you say, Oli Rayner is involved, Craig Mascheda, Dieter Klein also for Germany, uh, and... Uh, Gareth Berg is in the Italy squad. So a few kind of first-class players to look out for there. I'm excited about that. I'm going to come down and, and watch on Saturday. What's the game on Saturday? So, yeah, the uh, opening game is Guernsey against Jersey, Boo. which is, you know, arguably as big as India-Pakistan the day after. <laughs> yeah. uh, True. Jersey just beaten Guernsey 3-0 in a, in a three-match series. So they'll be confident. And then Guernsey take on Germany in the afternoon. Where is it? KG5? KG5. KG5. Yeah, so we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, But yeah, the winner of that tournament then goes through uh, to the global qualifier, uh, which is being played in the UAE in October. So obviously Scotland, Zimbabwe, Netherlands, Hong Kong, Oman, Ireland, UAE are there. And then there's regional qualifiers. So Papua New Guinea won uh, the East Asia Pacific qualifier. Uh, Kenya and Namibia uh, the two sides three from Africa and then there's a European team an Asian team and an American team America's team on Japan going no they they qualified for the under 19 World oh, the Cup the under though. 19 that was it yeah, yeah. yeah. bit yeah. of controversy there the, the, yeah. the Papua New Guinea under 19 team uh, reportedly allegedly went on a shoplifting spree <laughs> and so were, ch- ch- uh, were, uh, were suspended by their board or you know mm, their association, association. Uh, and this was the the day before the night before uh the game against japan which would have decided who went up so yeah japan went through mm. first ever japanese team at a global event right well we'll have an update from that european qualifier for the qualifier for the qualifier next wednesday world cup wednesdays on the world cricket show <laughs> we'll be back then in the meantime if you're enjoying these world cup podcasts and you're enjoying the podcast more generally do write us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you're using because that really does help to, to bring new people to the show and push us up the old rankings, etc. Uh, and if you want to uh, get in touch with us or, you know, get stuck into our social media, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash cricket show. We're on Twitter at cricket show. I'm at Adam Bay for one, two, Tony's at Tony Cover. Uh, we're on Instagram as well at world cricket show. And you can send us an email world cricket show at gmail.com. But that is it, I think. Stay in school, everyone. Enjoy the World Cup. Thanks for having me round, Tone. Cheers. I've got to walk home now. It's about to start chucking it down with rain. I think this is all that rain from Bristol yesterday has made its way over here. So wish me luck. Oh, I think Shikadawan is still in the squad at the moment. I knew it. I knew it, mate. Incorrect information. Just a clarification from earlier in the pod, if you're still with us. All right. See you soon. Cheery. Bye.
can smell your fear. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.